This is the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief, keeping you informed about the happenings in Annapolis and the area. Local news, local sports, local events, local opinion, and of course, local weather. The Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief starts now. Good morning. It's Tuesday, May 28th, 2019. This is John Frenet, and this is your Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. I hope you had a nice long weekend. I hope that you stopped and paused and remembered what the meaning of the day was yesterday. In the news this morning, on Friday, the United States Naval Academy graduated 1,052 midshipmen under a clear, warm, sunny sky. It was a perfect ceremony. 769 were commissioned as Navy ensigns, 265 as Marine Corps second lieutenants. Acting Secretary of Defense Patrick Shanahan addressed the crowd of about 25,000 in the stadium. And if you'd like to listen to his remarks, and I do recommend that you do because it was a great speech. It really was. You can check that out at ionanapolis.net or you can just hang out to the end of this podcast. We'll tack it on at the very end. Also on Friday, Mayor Buckley called a meeting at two Hacka properties, Robinwood and Harbor House, to address the recent spate of violence. Both meetings were attended by the mayor's staff, a decent showing of police, but only a small smattering of residents from the two communities. Everybody that spoke, which included the mayor, the chief of police, the president of the resident councils for both communities, as well as Beverly Wilborn, who is the executive director of Hacka, everybody wants to see the gun violence in the neighborhoods stop. However, I've got to say the meeting was pretty short on any kind of plans on how to do that. A handout was distributed at the meeting, which basically said to call the police if you see something bad, which hasn't really proved to be very effective in the neighborhoods. And the mayor said that they are going to be holding simultaneous cookouts in Harbor House and Eastport Terrace in Robinwood on Friday, May 31st from 5 to 7 p.m. And according to the mayor, residents of Robinwood and Harbor House are encouraged to join Annapolis Police Department officers for a walk through the neighborhood ending in a cookout. Again, I'm not sure how much a cookout is going to do for it, especially when only a handful of residents attended the meeting. I'm hopeful, but a little bit skeptical. In other Annapolis Police Department news, a Calvert County man is suing the police department, claiming false imprisonment, malicious prosecution, misuse and abuse of process in a lawsuit, and no trial date has been set for the case. Now, in the current case from Melvin Mackall of Huntington in Calvert County, he says that he lost his job after a run-in with the Annapolis Police Department. He already was on probation for a robbery and second-degree assault back in 2013, and as a result of a traffic stop, he was charged with a violation of probation. According to the lawsuit, he was heading away from the Safeway on Forest Drive. He noticed lights behind him. The lights turned off and then back on again. He did stop. They searched his car. They claim they found paraphernalia and charged him with failing to to obey a traffic control device as well as eluding police. As the state's attorney was looking to prosecute that, an officer with the Annapolis Police Department apparently told them that the police report contained false information, and then state's attorney Wes Adams decided not to prosecute the charges after reviewing the evidence. He cited that he couldn't charge Mackall with fleeing police because the car that the officer was driving was not recognizable as a police car and that the paraphernalia that was found was not found on Mackle, but on the ground near him. This is very similar to a case that we've heard before about James Bailey. In that case, the Annapolis Police Department is accused of falsifying a warrant, and that is scheduled for trial in September of 2019. This does come on the heels of a lawsuit filed against the city of Annapolis and the Housing Authority. The TSA at BWI was busy on Friday. They arrested another one with a gun in their carry-on. 
This is the third time this has happened in three days, and this time it was a Hopewell, Virginia man stopped with an unloaded 9mm handgun. He was placed under arrest, faces weapons charges, according to the TSA. Earlier in the week, there were two people from Anne Arundel County that were detained and charged when guns were found inside of their bags. In 2016, there were 24 guns seized. 2017, there were 26. In 2018, there was a little bit of a dip to 22. And so far this year, we have 14, and we are on track to set a record well before the end of the year for guns through security checkpoints. If you are flying someplace, if you have a gun, don't use the two together. Leave the gun at home. In a follow-up to a story earlier this month, authorities are now saying that the helicopter involved in that crash did not have certification to fly in poor visibility conditions. A preliminary federal report says investigators have not determined the cause of the crash, but they do say that the two-seat helicopter was not certified to fly in conditions of low visibility. According to witnesses, there was dense fog when the helicopter went down, and the Baltimore Sun is saying that the pilot also did not have certification to fly in low visibility. That crash killed pilot Charles Knight of Mount Airy, as well as his passenger, Matthew Clark, 36, of Pasadena, Maryland. And I know we usually do events on Friday, but there's a couple things coming up midweek that you need to know about. Dinner Under the Stars, that ever-popular thing that's been going on now in its third year, is gearing up. The first one of the season is going to be this Wednesday evening, and if you want to get a table, I do suggest you get reservations. The restaurants that are going to be participating this year are Luna Blue, El Toro Bravo, Tsunami, 49 West, Stan and Joe's, and the Ram's Head Tavern. If you've never sat in the middle of West Street and had dinner, you've missed something, definitely do it. It runs this Wednesday, May 29th through September 8th, and it is every Wednesday. You can find out more information at dinnerunderthestars.org. And a little bit later on this week, starting on Thursday, it is the annual Annapolis Greek Festival. This has been going on for so many years, I forget what number it is. But if you want to enjoy Greek food and delicacies, live music, dancing, kids' activities, vendors, imported jewelry, grocery, and everything else, this is where you want to be. Festival runs from 4 to 9 p.m. on Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. on Friday, Saturday, and 11 to 6 p.m. on Sunday, June 2nd. This is at Saints Constantine and Helen Greek Orthodox Church on Riva Road. It is free parking available on the church property, and they do have overflow parking at the Annapolis High School with a shuttle bus that will take you over there. A lot of fun. You can find out more information at annapolisgreekfestival.org. And that's it for the top news today. Please make sure you're checking out ionanapolis.net throughout the day because we do update it throughout the day. Click on that first link in our show notes. Find out all the different ways you can connect with us. Remember to hang tight after the end of this daily news brief and listen to Acting Secretary Patrick Shanahan's remarks from the Naval Academy graduation. And we have George Young with your local DMV weather forecast coming up in just one minute after this message about MacMedics up in Severna Park. Have you ever been to the Annapolis Mall when it opens for the day? Maybe you've noticed the line of folks waiting to get into the Apple Store. As you may know, I'm a Mac user, and today's episode of the Daily News Brief, in fact, all of the episodes of the Daily News Brief, have been produced right here on my Mac computer. What you might not know about is MacMedics. They were founded here in Annapolis in 1989, and they are an Apple-authorized premium service provider, the only one in the Baltimore-Annapolis, D.C. area. And what that means to you is that they repair all Apple devices, including the iPhone screens and batteries, all without an appointment. And most repairs are done the same day, usually within two hours. They also sell everything except the iPhone and the watch for the same price as Apple. I don't know why you would go anywhere else. Give them a call at 410-757-MACS, or if you're not into the whole letter thing, 
410-757-6227. Stop by their retail store in Severna Park on Benfield Road or their service center in Lanham, right off of Route 50. Or you can always check them out online at macmedics.com. I'll tell you, they've saved me quite a few times, and I know they can save you. Going out? You need the most up-to-date local weather. Here's George Young from DMV Weather in Annapolis with today's forecast. Hey everyone, this is George with DMV Weather, and this is your Eye on Annapolis forecast for Tuesday, May 28th. That was a great Memorial Day long weekend weather-wise across the Annapolis region, and now it's the last week of May, and it'll feel more like summer than spring, with highs in the mid to upper 80s today and tomorrow, followed by low to mid 90s on Thursday, before low to mid 80s return for the weekend. And we'll also have to keep an eye on the skies and the radar today and tomorrow, as a pesky frontal boundary in the skies above keeps conditions unsettled keeping a chance for showers and storms in the forecast each day. Okay, that's it for today. This is George Young of DMV Weather. Make it a great day out there. Be sure to get our free app on all of your devices by searching for DCMDVA Weather in the Apple or Google App Stores, and also follow us on Facebook and Twitter and on our website at dmvweather.com so you can always stay weather-informed. There is a diamond of diamonds. It's from De Beers. Only 14 diamond tears in the world can touch them. Its name, Forevermark. And Zachary's is the only jeweler in the Annapolis area that has it. Not only is it beautiful and rare, it has a story, supporting women in diamond-producing areas around the world. So when you give a Forevermark diamond, you don't just give, you give back. Zachary's and Forevermark, a jeweler and a jewel. Online at Zachary'sJewelers.com. You've been listening to the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. Tell your friends and colleagues this is the podcast where you can keep up on the latest with what's going on in Annapolis. And also tell them about our website, ionanapolis.net, where you can find even more information. This podcast comes to you every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m., keeping you informed with the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. And take a moment to listen to our other podcast, The Maryland Crabs, released every Thursday at noon. Ladies and gentlemen, it's now my pleasure to introduce... Our keynote speaker, please give a warm welcome to the Acting Secretary of Defense, the Honorable Patrick M. Shanahan. Thank you, sir. All right, good. Thank you, Vice Admiral Carter, and you know, thank you for your service and remarkable leadership. Secretary Spencer, where's the CNO? There you are, CNO, Commandant. Ambassadors, distinguished guests, and all faculty and alumni, thank you for joining us on this special day. To the families and friends here today, moms and dads, brothers and sisters, aunts, uncles, grandparents, loving friends, would you please stand? That's all of you. There you go. Keep, keep standing. This day belongs to our graduates, but it was made possible by your countless sacrifices day in and day out. You've got to keep standing. Hang with me. Over many years, thanks to you, your sons and daughters are people of character, selfless citizens ready and willing to serve our country, the best of the best. You did your job with them, and you did it brilliantly. So now, 
I invite our midshipmen to please rise and render appropriate honors to your family and friends in loud Navy fashion. Now everybody can be seated. Well done. Now, most importantly, to our soon-to-be ensigns and second lieutenants, the U.S. Naval Academy Class of 2019, let me offer my sincere congratulations. Since you first arrived on the yard, you've excelled, from academics and athletics to sea trials to summer trainings to truly difficult tasks like scaling Herndon Monument in one hour, 12 minutes, and 30 seconds. Midshipman Chris Bianchi, well done. We could speak for a long time on all you have achieved, but you would learn little from such a talk. You'd feel good, but that is not my intent. I need you to learn and be better than yesterday, every day. So I'm not going to waste your time. The class of 2019 will do amazing things, I guarantee it. You will make your friends, your family, and country proud. But today I want to speak on the topic of failure. Yes, failure. For such a successful class, failure is largely an abstract concept, something for others to consider and deal with. From what I understand from the superintendent, the experience of failure is unfamiliar to many of you. And to a greater extent than you might realize, that is a liability. If you've ever studied the samurai culture of feudal Japan, you know the most feared, most dangerous of all samurai were those who had felt the cut of their opponent's sword and lived to fight the next battle. Why? Because they no longer feared the sword. They could and would press the fight, knowing the danger, but unafraid of it. Somewhat similarly, today in Silicon Valley, the major private equity investors don't usually put their fortunes behind the smartest young people. They look for seasoned entrepreneurs who have gone bankrupt before, who have failed. Why? Because those people know where they went wrong, and they are smarter, wiser, less arrogant, and more capable than those who have never failed. If you have never experienced failure, if you have not felt the cut of the blade, then when failure finds you, you won't know how to recover. It will crush your image of yourself. It will hurt too much. It will be embarrassing. It will stop you from becoming who you could be. It could turn you into someone who avoids putting themselves on the line because they don't want to fail again. Someone who looks for easier tasks. Worse, you might be tempted to avoid future situations with low probabilities of success for fear of receiving a black mark on your record. You must resist that temptation, kill that fear. The U.S. Navy and Marine Corps exist to fight not simply to stay in position. And to paraphrase class of 23 alum Admiral Arlie Burke, when the time comes to fight, you'd better know how. 
Your country and this department need naval officers who don't simply identify problems but roll up their sleeves and get really hard stuff done. At midnight, on the high seas and 50-foot swells, or in the Earth's harshest environments against unforgiving enemies. While we always expect you to strive for excellence, the zero-defect mentality is a handicap we simply cannot afford. It is something you cannot afford. It will not lead you to greatness but to mediocrity. So if you'll bear with me today, I'd like to offer some thoughts on how to get into the game and move past the very natural human tendency to avoid challenges that might result in failure. My first piece of advice is this. When the project or mission appears slated for failure, stay the course, find a better path, and don't you dare quit. Real opportunities for greatness reveal themselves when things seem at their darkest. Easy to say, don't quit, but by now you've learned the hard truth. Many people cannot handle the pressure of being close to failure and staying the course. Rather than look for creative solutions, their energies turn to finding a way to avoid blame. Let me tell you a quick story. In 1997, when most of you were born, I was relatively early in my career. But I was succeeding, and I was being put on the fast track. I was asked if I would leave, leave my senior leader position at a plant that was enormously successful and move to an operation at a different site that was failing spectacularly. Production troubles were unprecedented. Costs were soaring, suppliers weren't delivering, and we were way behind schedule. The company reported its first annual loss in 40 years. It was a terrible situation. I had the option to say no, but I said yes because I wanted to test my mettle. I wanted to know if I could, as a relatively young person, make a difference. Managing the operation was grueling. We worked tirelessly every day for 12 to 18 hours a day. Coming home, I would pull off the road to sleep for a few minutes as I was too tired to drive. Still, progress was unsatisfactory to my managers. And then someone threw me a lifeline, probably to save my career, a chance to switch jobs, to dodge association with failure. Against most of the advice I received, I decided to stay, and I'm so unbelievably glad I did. Despite the black mark it brought on my record, despite the embarrassment, for the first time in my life I came to understand why the captain goes down with his ship. Because the mission matters more than he does. You midshipmen learned that mission-first mindset here at Annapolis from the moment you arrived. Guard that mindset when you go into the fleet because a day will come when you're tempted to protect your career at a price of accepting a hard mission or seeing it through. On that day, remember that Herndon Monument is only there because Commander Herndon chose to go down with the SS Central America. For me, the experience at that struggling plant also taught me to get comfortable 
being uncomfortable, to take heat. Taking tougher projects became easier. I would focus on the work without worrying about what my superiors might think of me. This is a critical mindset, and it gets harder to grow the higher up you go. So start early. Pick early assignments that will stretch and prepare you for the day when it really matters. There will always be hard jobs nobody wants for fear it will make them look bad. Seek them out. The definition of grit is the ability to do something extremely hard for a prolonged period of time. Get grit. In a proverbial sense, we need you to go 15 rounds with Mike Tyson every day. The good news is, after a couple of weeks, you're not afraid of Mike Tyson anymore. Once you lose that fear, once you internalize that it's not about you but about the mission, then the shadow of your leadership reaches across your team and inspires them not to lose hope when times are dark. That is greatness. And I'll let you in on a little secret. When you put your mission before your career, your career is far more meaningful. When you face a choice between mission and self, you won't even hesitate. Your confidence will be unwavering. The second lesson applies when you find failure at a broader organizational level, when the status quo won't simply work. When that happens, think. Don't copy. What does that mean? Failure often manifests itself when people become too comfortable replicating what has worked in the past. In an era of renewed great power competition with massive changes driven by new technology, we cannot simply replicate what worked in the past. In business, when companies fail to adapt, they go bankrupt. In national security, when militaries fail to adapt, they lose wars, hot and cold. Market forces are brutal, efficient, and unavoidable. Don't think for a minute they don't apply in the military. The enemy gets a vote. To some extent, history can be your guide, but the world isn't static. The complexity is far, far greater now than it was for your predecessors. The time constant for change is short and getting much shorter. In national security, these rapid technological advances from artificial intelligence to hypersonics to space mean you will face completely new challenges, things you have never trained for. Threats that don't exist yet will show up on your watch. In this environment, you're going to be asked to do jobs for which there will be no instruction manual, no precedent, no one to call who knows how to do it any better than you. You've been taught the human elements of leadership here at the Academy. These are the core foundational elements of success, and they do not change over time. You have that inside of you. But your ability to make difficult organizational changes will be required for our effectiveness and survival. This was brought into perspective for me by a CEO in a top 10 Fortune 500 company who said, the job of being CEO that I trained for no longer exists. For those of you who can master this, leading change in the future will be an opportunity. 
Consider this. When Admiral Rickover graduated from the Academy, the U.S. Navy powered its ships with steam. Scientists haven't yet split the atom, but the father of the nuclear Navy recognized the applications of that innovation, and he spearheaded the change in naval propulsion. There was no one for Hyman Rickover to copy. We need you to come up with innovative solutions to complex, rapidly evolving problems, from secure, reliable communications with autonomous submersibles to electrical architectures aboard surface ships to fighting in the dark without the aid of legacy comm systems that previous graduates took for granted. Some days you'll need to be Hyman Rickover. Other days it's okay to be MacGyver using paper clips and duct tape. Just remember, it's okay to ask, is this a situation where my commanding officer knows something I don't? Or do I need to exercise initiative consistent with my oath as an officer? The heavy lifting of changing the status quo as we move to meet this era of great power competition has begun. You'll inherit our work of reshaping the department, strengthening our alliances, and reforming our management practices. So have a keen eye that can see what better looks like. Don't be afraid to buck the system so we have what we need to fight and win. Think. Don't copy. The last lesson applies to when you encounter ethical failure. And you will. When that happens, stand your ground. In a few moments, you'll become graduates of an academy with the mission of developing midshipmen morally, mentally, and physically, and to imbue them with the highest ideals of duty, honor, and loyalty. You came to this institution from all across our vast and diverse country. You are a microcosm of America. You are also the best of America. If you do not stand on your ground on ethical principles, on excellence in your team, then who can we rely upon to do that? When you see ethical failure in uniform or out, by military members or others, you and your commitment must be unshakable, regardless of the circumstances. The easiest person to stand against is the enemy. The toughest person to stand against is your teammate. You'll have countless opportunities to do this across your career. Let me tell you where you can make a mark on our department right away. I need you young lieutenants and ensigns to set the standard on preventing sexual harassment and assault in our ranks. The status quo won't cut it. You are perfectly postured to make that impact. You are parachuting into the front lines. Set the climate. Model and teach the right behaviors of respect, good order, and discipline. Call it out. Lead, motivate, inspire. Coach up. Transform our Navy and Marine Corps. Make them the institutions they were made to be. Set the example for your subordinates, peers, 
and leadership. Learn to be comfortably uncomfortable with this responsibility, drawing confidence from the knowledge that when we are aligned on one goal, we're unstoppable. Sexual assault and harassment degrades the dignity of our teammates, and we are on the side of personal dignity in this era of renewed great power competition. We stand against authoritarian regimes that routinely degrade human dignity for their very survival. Remember, we're the good guys, so hold fast to your highest ideals of duty, honor, and loyalty, and stand your ground. Before closing, let me once again address the family and friends of a pledge to make to you. As we approach Memorial Day, we remember the ultimate price paid by some of the predecessors of the class of 2019. In my capacity, the most difficult decision is authorizing a mission that I know puts the men and women of our armed forces in harm's way. I will continue to give those orders, but only when absolutely necessary. I may have to put your loved ones, those sitting in front of us today, in harm's way. You know this, and they know this. My pledge to you and to each of these incredible men and women and to my Commander-in-Chief is this. I will do whatever it takes to ensure those missions make the difference to keep our country safe and free. And I promise, to the best of my ability, to provide them with whatever they need to be successful. That is my commitment, and you can hold me to it. Finally, I want to close with an old adage. A ship in port is safe, but that's not what ships were built for. We live in troubled times, from the Chinese and Russian malign activity to that of rogue states. The list of world woes is long. We are going to send you out among them. Are the challenges serious? Yes. Do they require all that is best within us to meet, deter, and, if necessary, defeat them? Yes. Do we have any doubt in our ability to do this? None whatsoever. Not as long as you are willing to stay the course, to think, and not merely copy, and stand your ground. Remember who you are, sailors and Marines of the U.S. Navy and Marine Corps. You are guardians of the best of our American heritage and traditions. That heritage includes individual freedom, the universal dignity of all human beings, freedom of speech, and freedom of religion. These ideals do not live on their own in the world. Your predecessors have guarded them for the last 243 years. Now it's your turn. Around the world, your shipmates are waiting to receive you into their ranks. You are joining the finest, most feared Navy and Marine Corps team in the world. Keep it that way. Soothe our allies and partners and frighten the hell out of our foes. Know of our gratitude for all that you will accomplish 
in the days to come. Congratulations to the class of 2019. God bless you, our Navy, our Marine Corps, and the United States of America.